This is Tarot for the Wild Soul, a weekly tarot podcast about life, death, and rebirth, hosted by me, Lindsay Mack. Hi loves, welcome to the first ever weekly medicine mini-sode of Tarot for the Wild Soul podcast by extremely popular demand. Um, this is a new thing where we're going to do a full episode every Friday still. And then on Tuesdays, we'll do uh, a little mini-sode that'll be a channeled uh, intuitive download on the week ahead where we'll move through two cards. The first card being the card that is really the card of the week that we're really going to be moving through. And the second card as kind of the anchor for the first. So while the first one, it will kind of be like the water. The second card will be a kind of a boat that we can uh, touch into, anchor to, turn to, um, that'll hopefully inspire a couple of ways of, um, you know, considering some potential support that we can call upon in these times. Um, so these episodes will be shorter, and uh, as as well they should be, I suppose. <laughs> Don't want to you know, again, bite-sized is good. Um, so yeah, I think we'll just dive in and, um, oh, very quickly before I do, this is a very small thing, but, um, in the last few days, especially as things have been ramping up so strongly with coronavirus in America, in the U S rather, um, I've been, uh, reflecting in my own very, very, very humble way, um, very tiny, uh, how, um, what I could do, what was available, what, what would be of service to, to you, to the community that I, I have the privilege of serving. And I had a, a real gut knowing to bring back the threshold, which was my offering, my big download on the emperor and 2020 and the year ahead. Um, but the big reason that I got called to bring it back was a medit was a, a lesson that I did on the fours. Um, and a really huge thing that I heard when I was channeling down the threshold was how important it was going to be to, that we were essentially being repotted like plants this year. And of course I didn't know what that would necessarily refer to now I'm having some idea. Um, but just the sense of like being completely uprooted and getting replanted in this new way. And while we're doing this, um, what could help? And, and the fours are just the most spectacular resources for support. They've just been so outrageously, misinterpreted for so long that they contain medicine that most people don't even know is in there. So if you, um, again, it's a very small thing. I'm certainly not trying to sell you anything, just, um, floating it out there in case anybody missed the threshold or if anyone's been feeling a little, I assume I've been hearing about making it uh, available again for a reason. So if that could be of use, um, the threshold was originally $44. Now it's 22. So, um, yeah, it, it's there for you on my website if, if you're called to it. And if not, that's totally fine. Uh, so the first place I'm being kind of called to draw us into is the breath. And the phrase 
it's safe to breathe. Because so many of us, I think, have been holding our breath, breathing shallowly, not really connecting to the breath. Um, There's so much, definitely more than any other time in my lifetime, maybe ever, Um, maybe since the last pandemic, perhaps, but there's never been um, quite this much attention um, on the heart, on the lungs, because so much of what's happening right now as a result of this virus is um, making itself known in the lungs and in the breath. And there's a lot of correlation with that. It's a lot of connections with grief, a lot of connections with feeling. I think I mentioned in Monthly Medicine or in the last podcast that I did that my teacher said to me that um, one of the most extraordinary things in terms of not extraordinary wonderful, but in terms of just extraordinary at, at the, the, the degree of um, overall breath that it covers um, was that this virus was making people who don't usually feel things feel things. So that's my teacher, Michelle, and her brilliance. Um, and she's right, of course, because we're all feeling our feelings and we're feeling the feelings of other people who are usually very buttoned up, very stoic, don't usually touch into these things, aren't you aren't particularly comfortable or touched in with fear, certainly, who are feeling feelings of fear, of grief, of, of the unknown. And um, the unknown is a major part of not only these times, but specifically of the medicine for the week. So I want to invite us all to touch in with the phrase, it's safe to breathe. If you've been holding your breath, not taking deep enough breaths, what would it be like through the week to come back to that? If you're washing the dishes, laying in bed, at work, it's safe to breathe. And really the breath is the most important anchor for us at any moment, but certainly um, right now, certainly. Our, uh, our card for the week is the moon. So, of course it is. I, I knew that I would pull this before I pulled it. <laughs> uh, of course it is. Um, the moon card is um, the peak of the void in the tarot. There is no other card that encapsulates the feeling that we're all going through right now which is simultaneously a feeling of stuckness, like we're not moving ahead, that we're caught. And uh, so equal parts that and not knowing what the fuck is going on and um, feeling all kinds of really big distractions, big invitations to, to big undertow a lot of waves under the waves, a lot of distraction, a lot of tendency to kind of numb out. And like, of course, 
um, to drink, to overindulge, to, you know, all this stuff. Most of us are, are, are inside right now or sick or working and doing the Lord's work, basically, which is a terrible phrase, but, you know, doing the work of, um, you know, the most incredible people out there by either delivering food or, um, you know, working at grocery stores, working at pharmacies, medical professionals, um, workers of all kinds on the front lines of all different kinds, um, just saluting you. But no matter where we are, we're moving through tremendous, tremendous moon energy. And if you've ever been curious about what moon card feels like, if you can subtract somehow the coronavirus specific circumstance and just sit for a moment and allow that this particular energy to move around you this is exactly moon card it's very deep it's very swirly it's very foggy and it's very very much like not being able to see your hand in front of you the environment is so dark it's the middle of the night dark the darkest before the dawn dark. <laughs> um, and not dark as in heavy, upsetting, depressing, although those things can be present. Dark as in, if you can't see your hand, what might you start to see? What things might you start to reflect on? Maybe you would close your eyes and start to dive into yourself. Um, maybe there would be a profound opportunity to get really, really intimate and close with some things inside of you that maybe you haven't had enough space and time to pay attention to. Maybe um, your life now is so spacious that it's freeing up so much time that it's making you really uncomfortable. Maybe your life is so crazy, so busy that you're so present that it doesn't even leave you a lot of time to be in your thoughts. No matter what, the moon card is the invitation for the week. And it is calling us into the realm of aligned choice. Now, there are so, so, so many things that we did not choose about our lives and certainly not about what we're going through right now. We didn't choose this. We are being asked to move with it. We're being asked to evolve with it, to survive it. If, if we can, we're being asked to move through the day to day, but we didn't choose it. Like we didn't make that choice. We didn't say, oh yeah, great. There's so much that we can say that we didn't choose, but we have choices within those moments of our lives. And that is really what the moon card is calling us to pay attention to. How are you engaging with choice right now? Because we're in very powerful times. We're at the very, very last few days of Pisces season. This is like getting, like going through like a coffee grinder. It's like being the herbs, um, in a mortar and pestle. It is so intense. Um, Pisces is truly the death time on the wheel of the year. It is actually, it's the completion of the zodiacal spiral that we've been in since, you know, I mentioned this in monthly medicine, but um, March 20th, 2019, 21st, and 
we are getting ready to transition into our emperor month and an emperor year in just a couple of days. Like we are are leaving Pisces season and moving into a time of personal pioneering, of powerful expansions forward in spite of how this time feels. There is a tremendous amount of generated energy that is coming up around this time. How are we choosing to be with that? How are we choosing to be with our nervous systems right now? So many of us are triggered to shit. Is reading the news 500 times a day in service of you? And I'm not, I'm actually not being presumptuous. I'm actually asking. For some people, that's exactly what's required right now. For most of us, it provides a sense of false safety. Like if we know what's happening, it confirms some sense of hypervigilance that just keeps us in a state of fight flight constantly. The nervous system does need breaks and we do have choice around that in a time when there are so many forms of connection that we can make. You know, what are we choosing to do there? The reason that a line choice is such a big deal with the moon card is we see it really represented in the two canines on the moon card. One of them is kind of tilted back and is sort of just letting the lunar energy just wash over it. It's not barking. It's just in awe. It's rolling with it. It's moving with it. Whereas the other canine is um, kind of losing its mind. <laughs> and that's what happens in Moon Card. When we're in the dark, it's really hard. We do not like it. The nervous system is like, oh, I don't know this. I'm going to stir up all this stuff, all these horrible memories, all these things. Not that we need a lot of ammunition these days. There's enough scary stuff. Um, but there is, this is an invitation to really consider there is choice available to us within the circumstances that we're in currently. There are even the, even in the most micro senses of circumstances, there may not be choice about whether or not you have to leave the house and go do your job. There might not be choice about you having to be at home. There might not be choice about you being in a hospital right now in no way, shape or form, but we can choose not to leave ourselves behind. We can choose to remind ourselves there are times in moon card energy where nothing is clear. Nothing makes sense. Things are so scary and I feel like I might lose my mind. That's how the moon card can feel. But there's that other canine. There's that other fish. This moon card is ruled by Pisces. That says, and there is a part of you that can hold this, that can center into this. What might make you feel like you have a center in moments when there is no center? That's essentially what we're being asked to consider. No easy feat, but it is here for us. And the card, the second card that is really helping to anchor us into that question what, you know, where is the anchor? How do we center into a time when there's no center really is two of cups. So 
Two of Cups is not, as many people um, believe it to be, uh, a marriage or a union between another person or a heads up that you're going to meet a beloved, unfortunately. Um, those things can happen in conjunction with Two of Cups, just like they can happen in conjunction with any other card in the tarot. Um, what Two of Cups is and what it's really doing here for us this week is that it's here to invite us to embrace the parts of ourselves that we are forgetting about. It's calling us to be tender. It's calling us to make an offering, to actually say, I hate this so much right now. I want answers and to let the tears fall, to say, I cannot read the news for two more seconds. I'm going to organize my spice drawer. I don't know. Um, it's actually about choosing in a tangible way what brings love, what brings tenderness. And typically what happens when we're in Two of Cups energy is that there's typically a part of us, and it might be very subtle, that we're not a hundred percent sure that we even want to embrace. We're kind of like, that part feels a little dangerous. That part feels a little scary. That part feels a little needy. Um, if my life, it can even go so far as to say my life would be better if I didn't have this part of me along for the ride. I don't want it. You know, in times where, um, like this, where there's so, so much energy, um, on really revving the nervous system up. There's so much that is keeping our nervous systems activated constantly. Once the nervous system kind of is like going, going, going in fight flight, and we have a little part of us that kind of raises its hand and says, I'm so sorry. Like I need a path. Like I can't, I, I, I need a second to not have any screens in my face. I don't, you know, and it can be very easy to say, shut the fuck up. You know, we need to stay informed. And then we kind of squash that part of us down. And that's what can happen with two of cups. It's a little mindfulness bell that alerts us and says, Hey, you know, maybe like check on all the parts of you. Are there any that are sort of not getting time here? Um, another way that two of cups can deeply show up, and I believe it is deeply showing up, is how do we engage with nurturing practices in moon card times? That's essentially what it's asking us to do, engage with loving practices in moon card times. So I don't usually share a lot about my personal life, but I will share that what has really bringing, what has really been bringing me and my little family in our quarantine, a lot of medicine, we are, um, working on a lot. I'm, you know, I mentioned before redoing my course, so, which I'm still being told to, to do, so I'm doing it. Um, and that's keeping me quite busy, but I also really love to felt and was taught to felt by my friend, Julia Inglis of Sacred Familiar. And 
So I've been making little things, little creatures, little felt rocks, and it's just part of my my practice. And my husband and I play Mario Kart sometimes, and um, we go outside in our backyard and we look at the trees and we watch our shows on TLC, which like, I don't need anybody's judgmental comments about. I fucking love TLC and I don't, uh, I don't care. <laughs> love 90 day fiance. I love sister wives. I love it. And that's been bringing a lot of medicine to us right now. Um, it's a very small part of what the medicine is. It also, um, has been bringing me a lot of medicine to be reading. It's been bringing me a lot of medicine to be serving. But I have to have like my sister wives with my daily prayers. So to me right now, because TV is a huge part of of what brings me nourishment, um, and I know I'm not alone in that, uh, there it it's really important to allow whatever is surfacing to surface. For some people, it's baking and cooking. I do not bake. Um, I've seen a lot of beautiful loaves and breads <laughs> in, in my feeds and from my friends. And for some people, it's caring for their animals and, you know, using our hands. What's in your cup to give has to go to you first right now. And from there, Offering that to others is profoundly beautiful, but it first starts with us. What are we actually needing? What can bring about some care for us in these moon card times? Because moon card is really intense. It is a transformation and it doesn't last forever. But the point of moon card is essentially to call us into a time where a lot of delusion and a lot of echoes and a lot of terror is really possible because it's very easy to project onto the dark. It's very easy to project onto times that we've never had any other example for really. Even other pandemics have been different from this. Um, and some in good ways and some in not so good ways. And oh, it's never good, but, um, you know, varying differences, right? So we're absolutely on an earthly level in a moon card time and on an energetic level, huge moon card time. You know, we're ending Pisces season, stepping into Aries season in just a few days. We're preparing for a new moon in Aries. It's going to be no fucking joke. I mean, there's a lot happening, a lot. Saturn is preparing to move into Aquarius. We are completely altering the way we engage with community and with technology right now. We are, it is all being reformed and reshaped and all of us are in the dark for a reason and it's to get a lot closer to ourselves. What do we actually want out of this life? What's actually here? So much of what's happening right now is so unknown to us, is so scary, is so random. We have yet to really understand, um, not the why of it, but what we're being invited to even pay attention to at this time. But, um, we we do absolutely know and can i think acknowledge that all of the big feelings all of the attention on the lungs the heart the the grief that's been buried inside our bodies for so long there whether we are actually um infected or not is 
part of what we're being called to pay attention to right now? What have we been holding on to? And it's not like, oh, you deal with your grief, you don't get sick. Getting sick has nothing to do with anything. It's whatever happens to happen. Hopefully um, we flatten that curve and begin to flatten the curve in the weeks ahead, obviously. But um, it's not a question of um, uh, whether we have the virus or not. It's a question of no matter whether we do or we don't, our attention is being drawn to, for most of us, the last place we really want to look, which is the part of us that needs the most love and the most tending. And even in this um, download, there's probably a sense of like disappointment, like, oh, is that it? (laughs) Because we don't want to do it. And yet it's the most, you know, when was the last time you were potentially, probably by yourself right now? with a lot of time on your hands, a lot of that time really available to use as an aligned choice. What is physically in your hands right now? Is it a phone? If so, why? That's Saturn and Aquarius. What are we engaging with? Why are we engaging with it? What is the medicine there? Why are we connected to the things that we do? Why do we choose to click on the websites that we do? Um, if it is, uh, you know, you're baking bread, you're holding your baby, you're, um, gardening, you're planting seeds, you're composting, you're, you have a book in your hand, you're exercising, you're walking in a way that is safe to do, you're cleaning, um, whatever it is, touching into that, which brings tending and a tendering to yourself is profoundly aligned choice, no matter what happens. And that's part of how we can navigate these times of extreme void, extreme mood energy, where we get to choose what dog will we choose to be in this moment. Are we going to kind of drop into, and by the way, there's, it's not a problem because we can losing our minds is like a really appropriate response to these times. In some ways, that's the loving gesture is giving ourselves enough permission to be hysterical, to be scared, to be crying, to be worried. The other dog is not the problem. It's the projection against the darkness rather than going inside into our waves the boat that can help us navigate these times is two of cups. How do we show up in tenderness? How can we open our arms and embrace all the parts of us, including the ones that might not feel so in alignment with the whole? That's part of what we're doing this week. And this is a little longer than we would probably do normally for this, but um, because it's the first one, you know, a little bit longer. Engage with your empowered, aligned choice on where you can. Sometimes it's just um, in such small, simple ways, and in other ways, it's in really strong ways. And you know, where where do you have aligned choice? And how can what are the loving practices that help you feel centered in times when you don't feel like you have any center? Those are the things to meditate on this week. And you can pull out your two of cups card and maybe put it on your altar 
as a kind of an anchoring or a meditation for you this week in the midst of moon time. Um, yeah, thank you for listening to this. I hope it served. I hope it helped. I'll keep doing it. And um, on Friday, I'm excited for my interview with Chase Voorhees, creator of the Tarot of the Holy Spectrum, also my husband, and the perfect guest to have on this week since he is here with me in the house. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I look forward to, to connecting with you there. Um, please take care of yourselves. Know that I'm loving you, and I'll connect with you Friday. Thank you so much for listening to Tarot for the Wild Soul. This podcast was edited by Chase Voorhees. The podcast art is by Chelsea Iris Granger, and it is hosted by me, Lindsay Mack. For more about the podcast, visit wildsoulpodcast.com or follow us on Instagram at Tarot for the Wild Soul. For more about me and my work, please visit lindsaymack.com. To support Tarot for the Wild Soul, please consider subscribing to the podcast on iTunes and leaving us a five-star review. It helps people find us and it is greatly, greatly appreciated. Thank you so much for being here.